Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jay, and welcome to the 91 Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, and I have my buddies that I've been knowing for over a decade, and these guys are like my day ones. These are, you know, when they say no new friends, these are the no new friends, but these are the day one friends. Uh, I got my boy Trev over here, um, and my boy Arson, you know, I'll talk about that another. In fact, we will probably get into all that why he calls himself the arson. But um, guys, we have great topics that we're going to talk about today. But before we even get into anything, this is something I'm going to tell tell them that they didn't even hear yet, and um, we're going to talk about it. It's it's for you guys to hear as well. So, guys, I got robbed. Uh, today okay now let me backtrack let me explain so yes yeah i know <laughs> that's first, not happening i mean the first thing a friend does and, and look and this is new to you guys hearing as well oh before i even go any further it's a minute in this is season one episode three of the of um the podcast episode three so from time to time i will be having guests on my show and you know we're gonna talk about certain things and it's, and I'm gonna interview them at times and you know we're gonna find out a little bit more about my guests and certain things that we're gonna talk about but these guys it's up to them these are like my personal friends so if they want to uh, divulge certain information then yeah it's, it's free it's free for them to, to tell that on their part but uh, I'm not gonna force them to so you guys are just like okay what? But yeah, so you guys are hearing this firsthand. I got robbed. They're hearing it firsthand. Now let me explain. Like Kevin Hart. Anyway, um, last night when I came home from work, I decided to leave the car door unlocked. Now, now, mind you guys, I have a pretty decent car. I'm not going to tell you what kind of car it is, but it's a pretty nice car. And it's actually one of the... Uh, pretty much best cars on the block. I had just got it washed and cleaned and it's, it's shining. Um, I I live in a decent neighborhood. It's not the greatest. Um, but it's it's a it's a decent neighborhood. It could be better. For a couple of years, my mom had left the, the, the car doors unlocked for her car. She even leave the windows all the way down. My brother, he wouldn't unlock his car. So I just thought to myself, like, oh, like, we've gotten that far in my neighborhood. And I live in a pretty decent suburban neighborhood. But um, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to lock the door. And and funny enough, stupid me, I was like, oh, I'm, let me keep the door unlocked. Like, so I was like, oh, I'm going to, tomorrow morning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, you know, I'm going to get in my car. At least, you know, just pull it. I don't have to unlock it. Mind you, I have a key where... I don't even have to press the button. If I put my hands in the door handle, it automatically unlocks. So I don't even, I didn't even need to leave the door unlocked, but I left, I, you know, I left, oh, by the way, no cursing on the show. <laughs> I, sometimes it, it comes out, I, I, I would have to fix the edit. You know what? I made episode three. If I have guests that do curse, I'll tell them to keep it to a minimum or no cursing. I do like to have people. I'm not scolding them. It's just I forgot to tell them that before we started recording. But anyway, 
I just thought to myself, oh, I'll wake up in the morning, get in the car, I'll probably go get a haircut before I go to church or whatever, and just, um, you know, go about my day. I get to the car to go do that this morning, and I, I see that everything is ransacked in my car. Luckily, I didn't have, I did have important things inside the car, but they didn't take the important stuff. They just took the measly stuff that, um, you know, you could pretty much uh, take or whatever. So they took all my pocket change. I had like quarters. That was probably like $5 worth or more. They took that. They took my brand new sunglasses that I paid $20 for that I bought yesterday. They took my condoms. That took those. <laughs> so, not even open. They took that. They took a pair of scissors I had, and I, sh- I, I should have took it out the car and put it inside the house. They took that. They took my Samsung USB Type C cord. Oh, the new. One. I had the I had the uh, the double USB port that you put inside the the um yeah. the lighter. They took that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You put it inside. It's the car. They, they took there. some some dollar bills I had in there. They took that. There's some people in the neighborhood. There's like, like, listen, I don't know who went in my car. I don't want to assume it's anyone black, but sometimes my mind goes to that. But that's a whole nother thing. I'll get into that later. They just took, like, I'm glad they didn't take. I have my my I have my debit cards, my credit cards, and I have like my important cards in there. They they didn't take that. Like they just took the money, the the condom, the glasses. They they took the 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 USB. Like they took stuff that I can easily replace. So I thank God it, it could have been worse. They I had my sneakers in there. They didn't take the sneakers. They didn't take the sneakers. So God is good. I thank God that it it, it wasn't worse because they could have came to my house and do all types of stuff. And I learned a valuable lesson. I'm still going to put money in my car. I'm not going to let some person dictate how, uh, um, how I'm going to live. I'm going to, mind you, the cash was discreet, discreetly hit anyway. I put it, it's like the, you know, the armrest and you pull it up. It was in there. See, well, a lot of cars do that now, so that's not even discreetly hidden. I think about that when I go into somebody's car, I get my mother's car. Hers is a little bit old, but you can just live with the armrest. They've been doing that for years, so it's like, somebody's going to be like, oh, let me go in the armrest. No, they they literally ransacked my car, because even like in the back seats and stuff, like, there's like um, little um, plastic signs for like, I'm yeah. not going to say what sign it, it has on, but you know, for driving. Yeah, I know what you're saying. They, they, they literally ransacked the car. And my thought came to my brother. And I told my brother, and I said, you know, because back in the day, he used to take, he's like, I know, I know, I used to take your stuff. That's what's up. I'm like, but but rationally speaking, I'm like, why would why would my brother even do that? Like, he got his own money. He's, he don't, he he barely, he don't even drive my, as nice as my car is, he does not drive the car. Like, it's, I'm glad I didn't leave the car keys in there because that would have been it. That, that would have been it. I would have been screwed. Doesn't he have his own, if he has his own car, I mean, if I had my own car, I wouldn't care about driving somebody else's to begin with. Yeah, so... I would just have to get my own. Listen, let me say this. I say God is good, and I'm glad it, 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 nothing worse happened. No, I was pissed, and, and there's part of me that's still pissed. Like, I listen, I want to do something to the person... I don't know if I if it was a woman or a man. I may feel differently depending on the, the sex. When I say that, I say that I I know I know 
I say that because, like, if it's a dude, like, real talk, even though I'm a man of God, like, I want to hurt somebody. It's a moral code, though. They, they, there was no reason they should actually rob the car. But then the way how we live in today's day, you can't just knock on somebody's door and be like, yo, I'm homeless and I'm hungry. Can I get, like, a piece of bread or something? You see what I'm saying? Because today's day, you knock on somebody's door, they might be liable to blow your head off <clears throat> just because you're knocking on the door in the middle of the night. Yeah, and, you know, you're, you're right. And, you know, I, I'm always mindful. Like, every time I leave my car and I lock the door, I'm always mindful. Like, man, the, 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 some of the money is a little bit visible. And sometimes I put stuff over it, but sometimes I don't. And I feel like, oh, it's nighttime. People don't. But you know what? It could be someone in the neighborhood that always be watching me and that type of That's stuff. That's exactly so, what I was thinking. So, so that's how they got my aunt. That's how they got my one of my family members tires before. People are crazy now. They actually robbed tires. Let me okay. I'm gonna go on a rant. Let me start by saying this. I'm going full blast on all these people. You know what? I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have a job to where I'm making money weekly. Not only that, that I'm blessed to do that, I'm I'm also able to take the finances that I get from my job to invest it in myself and whatever business ventures I want to do. I'm blessed to where I have more opportunities besides that. I'm blessed enough that you can rob me and I st- I'm still not hurt. Like, mind you, what they took was pocket change. I'm able to replace everything that they took. I got new condoms. I didn't buy the glasses because they didn't have the same ones that I wanted. They, they were really nice glasses. You know they're for 20 bucks? See, there's a difference between buying dollar glasses, $5 glasses, and 20 or more dollar glasses. The quality is better. And they were yeah. beautiful quality. Anyway, um, you're a low life. Anyone that's... <laughs> listen, anyone that steals... From me, stop. That you're taking this pocket change or whatever. You didn't even take the debit cards or credit cards or whatever. But you're 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 the misfortunate. You're the misfortunate. It's just like anyone. A misfortunate could be anything. Whether you're on drugs, whether you don't got much, whatever. Let me just get my steam out. You're a low life. You're a little, you know, you're probably not even the person. It's probably not even listening. But if if you're out there and you're stealing from another person, you're a low life. I'm gonna get to the whole full scope of things. So let me get this out because I know how that sounds. You're not even working. You're not even going out and doing your part. You're, you're taking from another person that has earned their keep. Like, come on now. I know, listen, I know listeners, like, my, my you know, people, those that's listening, like, is like, why are you telling us this? Like, I'm letting you, I'm listening, I'm letting you in on what's, what's been going on currently. They're hearing from, from my, from my mouth too. But, yeah, like, I was, I was mad. I wasn't super mad, but like, I, like, the thoughts that came into my mind didn't justify what they took. Yeah, it was a short rant. I, yes, I, I was pissed off. I was angry. I was upset, but... You have a right to be. True. But thinking about it, it's like... It, honest, I get it. The principle, I could do something to somebody just off the principle of you're taking something from me. 
some action should be taken. But you know what? It's not even worth it because guess what? All that money that they took, which like I said, wasn't much. I would I would safely say it probably was maybe the most ten to ten to fifteen dollars. I'm only yeah, counting dollars. To turn around and- because I don't know how much quarters I have. I say like five dollars worth, but I probably have more than that. And then the dollar bills, I didn't exactly count exactly. You know, the good thing, I put most of the money on my laundromat card. So, not to continue, not to continue, but the thing is, you could have done a lot worse. You could have sat in the car and waited for you to get in there, and then like, where's the rest of it? That you right? That they could be that that that's a that's a possibility. But you know what? It's it's probably honestly some low life criminal. Some a low low life death, like really that type of stuff. It's it's like it's not even good. At no, and 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 honestly, it 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 is breaking in and entering, but it really it is, it wasn't because I left the door unlocked. That's that's dumb on my part. Yeah, the pol- if you even told the police, they look at you like. It's like next, I know, like I no, and like I think I may give in a report as of right now. I haven't given in a report, but I'm, 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 you know, I could go in there and give a report, and you know, they they probably they probably will tell me like next time, just you know, this neighborhood, like and, and mind you, like they're probably like, come on now, it's like I know a lot of people when they think of black people, they assume. Negatively. Oh, of course, there's some negative. So I can see them telling me like, "Come on, this thing looks like, like next yo, time, on, you, lock your, your door." Your skin tone alone makes it like you should have more common sense than this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. You guys, so you guys are getting an idea of what type of neighborhood I live in. But, but with that being said, um, what they took doesn't it, it doesn't warrant the response of of what I want to do to them. It's a low-life crime. It's a petty crime. They're like low-life criminals. I'm, I can only assume they're, it's, it's, they're only using it for nothing, really. <laughs> and, and look, and even by me saying that, like I don't even know if it's a drug addict. It could, it could be anyone. But what I do know is this. What I do know is this, because there's certain like certain items that are stolen is it, it, it um is determines the the type of person who steals. Like if you're like petty crimes, like petty petty like low life crimes, certain type of people do certain things. Shoplifters, you have a certain group of people that shoplift. Almost everyone shoplifts, but I used to work in a field where um, I was a security guard at a. A well-known store. Um, the demographics, and my coworker told me this, uh, and he said the the demographics of people that shoplift are white women between the ages of 18 and 25. So every crime has a demographics of who steals. Generally, everyone's well, not everyone. A lot of people. Okay, okay, we we're not gonna go. We're not gonna go into that, but yeah. And so, so pretty much, I don't care at this point. I will say this: when it comes to, to theft, 
some of you might be thinking like, well, you're talking about stealing and people still all the time look at songs. I want to say this. I am guilty of pirating. I am guilty of pirating um, songs and other content, other uh, softwares I shouldn't be doing. Well, I, well, actually, I haven't done that in like years, but the music, I actually don't pirate anymore. I just listen on YouTube. Uh, I kind of got away from that because of that. I am a creator. I'm an artist. Um, and I, when, okay, I understand when you work hard for something and you, it's, 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 it's uh, disappointing when, when your, when your product is being taken advantage of. And all that hard work and hours and energy and effort that you put into your stuff is now pirated online. I mean, nowadays people kind of know, like, if you're an artist, whatever, whether you're an illustrator, a musician, a composer, like, whatever, you kind of know if your stuff is going to be online, it's going to be digital content, you kind of already figure, like, you know, some of the stuff is going to get pirated anyway. So everyone's kind of used to that, but I kind of stay away from taking songs now because it's technically stealing. There's still some... I'm, I'm not perfect. There's still some other things that I should be working better on, but... Lesson that I learned is I'm going to lock my doors. I'm going to get cameras, not just in my vehicle, but also around my house for as long as I'm living here. But yeah, that's what happened to me. I got robbed, right? It's wow. it's, it's so crazy, so... What do you guys think? I, I haven't heard any... Well, I've heard from what you're saying, Trev. <laughs> Arson's been in the cut silo. Well, when you said you got robbed, I thought you meant like a gunpoint. I was a more serious than that. I know. Just a, I never really took you for the person to leave his door unlocked, even me. <laughs> in, the, in this situation at all, matter of fact. I have trust issues with people I don't know, my neighbors know that, so I would never do that. And there was a time I, I left my car unlocked, but I actually didn't purposely do it. I was multitasking, so I actually thought I locked it. And then I found out that I didn't lock it, and I was like, did I really leave my freaking car unlocked? So I went out there and was checking it and John, but nobody stole from, from my own, my, my vehicle. And when I drive around, I tend to have some very crazy music playing. I don't think anybody did. <laughs> they probably go into my car and find like someone's several limbs or something. <laughs> they find the devil's workshop. They, they might find somebody's freaking decapitated head in my backseat, so they, they probably wouldn't even want to invade my car, even if it was unlocked. To be honest, when your car always flies, but when your car flies down the block, blast the music that. The, it's just it's so loud, viewers, that the music comes before the car. <laughs> I'm like, how is that even possible? How does the music show up before the car? I'm like, what sorcery is this? Yeah, I blast my stuff loud, and it's not it's not mainstream music. It's none of that um little Yachi and all those other. Little Yachi, you even say it Who correctly. is little Yachi? I've never heard. Of or AKA little boat. That's what he calls himself now, little boat. I've never heard of little boat or little Yachi. Yeah. Look, yeah. Listen, I will say I, I will say this when it when it comes to that uh, hearing the music first before you even see the car. For those that if you didn't if you didn't grow up in like a predominantly black and Latino neighborhood, and, and, and some of you probably don't care to, which it's fine, it's cool. Some, like 
I get it. Sometimes I don't want to live in, in, in that type of, in this neighborhood or whatever. But um, growing up, it just brings memories when I, um, it, it was annoying. It was like, oh my God, like the house would be shaking. I'm like, where? And, and I would look out my window searching for the car. And what the, because it's so loud, people, <laughs> that you don't know what direction it's coming from. And where I live, there's like, it's four directions. Almost everyone that lives uh, by a corner house or whatever, it's like, they know. It's like, I don't know if it's coming from the south, from the east, the west, or the north. <laughs> and then I see the car, I'm like, oh my God. But then when I'm in another neighborhood that has predominantly black and Latino people, and I hear the same thing, it brings memories. I'm like, yeah. Then we go to those nice, quiet, white neighborhoods. Oh, don't do that in the white... Do do not do that in the white suburbs. They will call the police on you quick. Like, super... As soon as you get in the neighborhood, police. There was one time I was in... um, I used to work at this print shop. You'll hear stories of many places I used to work at. But I just had my car parked, and I was sitting there before I was going to go into work, and this older white lady... Um, stopped and wanted to know what I was doing here in this neighborhood. One of my first times encountering, like, it was subtle racism. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I haven't, like, said, like, what am I? Am I Latino or am I black or whatever? But here's the thing. Um, and some of you might say, well, that's not racism. If you see someone new or different in the neighborhood, uh, you know, you say something. Listen, I see white folks in my neighborhood. I don't do that. I don't do that. And also, I, I was raised to be respectful. I, like I'm, I'm not gonna come up to a older gentleman or younger. You know, even if it's a person around my age, I'm not doing that. Now I will. Now we've had white people in the neighborhood before, and. My friend was like, "Yo, let's go say let's go say hello to them," because uh, they were they had moved. No, no, listen, they had moved from Florida up here to New York, and they were on the corner. And it was a couple of years ago. We stopped them and started talking to them. But but that's but that's friendly. There's no racism in that. If I'm gonna put it to you like this: if you're not black, if you're not Latino. The only way you would experience that type of racism, or we'll say prejudice, let's call it that, prejudice, because that was a prejudice or a bias, and we all have it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even excluding myself out of it. We all have it. But the only time you would experience something like that, what I experience, is if you go into another area, whether within the United States or outside of the country, and now you're the minority, and they're looking at you as sus. I'll, I'll put it to you like this. When I used to work at the airport, <laughs> you guys could just, maybe this whole episode, you'll find out I worked at so many places. Anyway, I just, I never said this to anyone. This is like my first time I'm ever saying this. There was this, um, I used to work at the airport and there was this uh, black dude. I was like, um, I was on my break and he was sitting down waiting for his flight. He was uh, going on Emirates 
And uh, for those that don't know, Emirates is like a, it's a you know, uh, they go to Dubai, predominantly it's like an Indian Middle Eastern country. And this is a black dude, he had dreads, glasses, cool, you know, well put together dude. And we start talking and we started talking about like kind of what he does, but he couldn't tell me what he did because it was top secret. Like he really meant like, because I can't really tell you what, like it's just, I deal with stuff in the government. And he was telling me, oh yeah, blacks and Latinos and other people, they're like kind of welcomed over in those countries. You can kind of go certain places and, and do whatever. Like he says, because where I work at, there are certain like places I can go and where like with the other Indian people, in certain rooms a lot of the other white people they can't go in there he's like well because all over the world like if you notice like most of the white people they cause a lot of issues and they are looked at as different there there is that presence and and listen listen i'm telling you something people if if you're white and you're listening you're listening to this when you get out of certain areas and you talk to other people mind you black dude I didn't know what he did until we had a conversation he still didn't tell me what he did but obviously he had some things that he and we were talking about God and some other things but actually that's what kind of led into that conversation but he was saying uh, certain white people or a lot of white people can't go into certain rooms because they're white there's a lot of history with white folks and you you know it's true racist Yes, first centuries, how whites have infiltrated certain lands and things like this, it's it's kind of made certain groups of people like, well, either you can enter the room because you're white or you can't enter the room because you're white. And it's the same thing with, uh, listen, we're not excluded either, whether you're black, Latino, whatever, it's the same thing. Yeah, so don't feel like I'm picking on you guys. I'm just using that as an example. But that's coming from my story of me being in a neighborhood that the woman felt like I shouldn't be there and she wanted to know my business. I told my other white um, co-worker that when I was working at the print shop. She said, oh my God, that's wrong. She should never have said that. Uh, what? That's racist. And like, like, okay, cool. I never said this to her, but I'm in the comfort of my uh, my friends, and they're going to hear this. And for those that are listening, you're going to hear my thoughts on this. Yes, she was white. She's my coworker, and she cared about me. And we're, you know, we're, you know, and like we're cool with each other. But your outrage doesn't equate to my existence of how I deal with things on a day-to-day basis. You can be mad. Cool. And listen, if you got a black friend, you can be mad for them, but it does not equate for you living their experience. You can be mad and go home and don't have to deal with it. They have to deal with it on a day-to-day basis, or or they're fortunate enough that they don't have to deal with it on a day-to-day basis. And hopefully, on the once in a blue moon that they do deal with it, they get to make it back home. And then they don't have to deal with it. You can be outraged. But, see, outrage doesn't do anything unless you do something with it. Mind you, I'm not telling you to go be an activist. I'm not telling you to go speak up in marches and stuff. Like, no, everyone has their purpose and things of what they should do. Like, don't, don't be compelled to do what you can do. 
if maybe that one day you're with your friend and something does happen, yeah, speak up. But if you're if you're too scared and listen, we're all human. I'm, I'm reasonable. I'm reasonable. If you're too scared, okay, then don't say anything. But let your friend bring up bring up that the incident. If your friend doesn't bring it up, don't bring it up. My personal opinion, because it, it makes no sense being and. I catch myself doing this. I get outraged about certain things. And then my girl, she told me, she's like, okay, well, what are you doing about it? And I'm like, you're right. If you're not going to do anything about it, shut up. Don't say anything. And I'm sorry if it's coming off like that. But if you're not going to say anything, then, then don't say anything. Let your friend bring up that con- Did you just see what happened? Yeah, man, that was wrong, whatever. When the two black dudes got arrested at Starbucks, there was a white dude that spoke some- That spoke up. I don't care if he was gay or whatever. He spoke Oh, my God. Like, what are you doing? These guys were here. Oh, my... Like, they were just here. Like, like I, I... Like, no, listen. Even as funny and as flamboyant as he sound, I... Like, but somebody that- spoke up. He spoke up. He didn't just talk about it on the side or whatever. He was on camera. You, like, someone was recording this happening. And, and I don't know if the white dude knew them or whatever. Because they were obviously there for a business. Meeting, but he... And, there, and listen, there are... And listen, there are good white people. So don't feel like... You, like there are a lot of good white people out there. I'm just saying <laughs> that... The guy spoke up and he said something about it. And he did something. All I'm saying is, if you see something, if you feel compelled, do something. If not, you don't. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. We all have a choice. If you feel like doing something, you do something. If not, then don't. But but don't but but don't act like you are going to do something when you're not. Just be real. And if we had a lot more people, all of us, because it doesn't just happen with white people. It happens with with black people too, Latino people, we see something, we don't say nothing about it. All right. I deviated a lot from the topic. But about we, 25 minutes worth. About 30 minutes worth. But so, so, what we're going to be talking about today, because that obviously wasn't <laughs> what I wanted to fully talk about, is going after your dreams. Yes. Now, I talked a lot. I'm going to, um, put arson on the floor as we're going to discuss and this is one of the topics we're talking about now arson how has it been going after your dreams what situation are you currently in where were you where were you before schooling whatever just uh, what what are your thoughts beforehand and try you're hearing this after he answers you can answer too we can go back and forth but your notions of what you thought before up until now, like, oh, snap. Like, like, tell me, tell me, tell me, Arson, what do you think about going after your dreams and the challenges of doing that? <laughs> well, I'll start with before. I didn't think it was going to be as difficult. Honestly, I thought, I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I thought it would just be as simple. I kind of pictured it as a, as a straight line. I would go from point A to point B. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can agree to that. And then once I get here, I might not know where to go, but I'll have, I had a sense of direction, I, <laughs> I guess is a proper term. And, I, and for a while, it was actually working out like that. When I kind of went to college for the first time, they, they kind of like broke my soul 
because when I was going from like point A to point B, which is you could say from like high school to college to learn my trade, <laughs> I excelled in everything that wasn't relevant to what I wanted to learn. And then when I finally started learning what I wanted, I started like getting F's and I was like, I was, reality hit me so hard. I was like, if, if I feel like this, I'm like, then I guess I have no purpose in life. I was like, this is what I wanted to do all my life. Now I'm so close. This is within my reach. And then I had none of the skills, <laughs> none of the skills to fulfill my dream. But but that heartache didn't um, deter me. I still pursued it. And then I time skip after college. And after getting my degree and all of that, I figured I would be able to like transition into my field. And that turned into <laughs> that turned into well, retail. Well, let, let me ask you this question because I don't think anyone. No one knows what type of uh, dreams you're talking about. What is the actual goal you're trying to go after? My my goals is filmmaking, making movies, maybe potentially shows, potentially maybe a manga, potentially, but predominantly filmmaking. And when I was in college, a lot of my courses, like the remedials or the um, I forgot that term. What's that term? Pre, 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 um, prerequisite? No, the liberal the liberal arts liberal classes, arts. which is like basic crap if you don't know what you want to do. Some of those I was forced to take, and for the most part, I, I was like a, an AB student, all of that. And due to the fact that registration for college was kind of difficult for me, at least, I had to take some classes I totally didn't want. I had to take like a class like like um like law. I'm like, I don't want to be no freaking lawyer. Why did I take this freaking class? What did I get in that class? An A. I had to what? take <laughs> philosophy. That's not something I really wanted to indulge in. I learned a lot about how people think in that, that course, but that's not what I wanted. That wasn't even relevant to what I wanted. But what did I get in that class? An A. You know what I'm saying? I was like, wow, college is pretty easy. You know? Then when I finally took like graphic design and and um media, media arts and all this, it was like an F. An oh, F. Man. I'm like, I, what? College. It, it kind of like. I was like, and it wasn't even just me. I, I, I mean, a lot of people to to go into like the neighborhood thing, which is kind of is relevant but not relevant, which is kind of an oxymoron. Because in my neighborhood, a lot of I'll say I'll say black, but I mean people in general. A lot of them, in my own experience at least, weren't trustworthy people. A lot of them weren't. <clears throat> They weren't into the stuff I was into, so I didn't really. What, fit what in. are you into? So they know. Well, if you mean like, like no, I'm, 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 no, because I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm very big on context, and I don't think, I, I, especially I in media, they don't give you context. So what, what are the things you're into? Well, gaming, you know, like the nerdier stuff, stereotypically speaking, gaming, anime, all, all that type of stuff. I was more into, and a lot of people I was surrounded. With, by with like stereotypical people that was like selling drugs and stuff you, you know so so when I came around I was like the uncommon black dude amongst the other ones but when I went to college and I met other people that were like the same skin tone as me if you want to get black and white with it <laughs> it was like almost they were all just like me to the point where it was like if you was the the thuggish type of dude, you was the minority, and I and prior to college, 
it was never like I was, I was I totally experienced being the minority so I was like wow you watch Naruto you're into bleach you're, you're in the anime you listen to rock and you black you, you know like that was like a whole nother experience for me but to get back on the subject matter we had similar goals with, with art and all that type of stuff and and this is your experience in college which kind of shifted your 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 perception of people. your not just people but your fellow black man that as well the stereotypical black that I grew up amongst and it was like a lot of these people have more skill in the in the field they had prior knowledge that I didn't have but they were still getting F's I'm like (laughs) (laughs) this is college college don't give an F I'm like like, this work you're doing is not even at least worthy of a D you can't even get a C and like a lot of times they would be like this has to be professional if you can't make this assignment look like something you would see in real life it's unacceptable. We gotta look at it like, as though, look at what you're going for. If you're going for something crazy, they're gonna look at you like, say if you all do get out, you apply to get this position at such and such place, that dude is gonna chew you up and spit you out. Like, he doesn't even, he'll, 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 he'll blink you out of existence just because your art was, just because what you wanna do is not even that good. Oh, you know, the script was good? Well, where's this, 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 this? Get this out of my face. Don't even come back for another five years. Oh, you thought your CGI and your art was good? I see my, my two-year-old daughter back in back at home draws better than you. Sometimes I feel like they just be fluffing up stuff just to make them themselves look more superior. Sometimes they the do per, fluff Some of the up, professors. But sometimes that fluff up is not... Like, when you see a professor literally just carve out your soul and hurt your feelings in front of you, it's like, wow. And that only took me, like, two seconds. Like, when you see those dudes who draw, like, manga and stuff, you're like, hmm, oh, I drew a manga? This is like, oh, you drew a manga? And guess how long that took me? And guess what? It was superior than yours by, like, a hair follicle. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want, I don't want to um, stick on this. I don't want to drag out this story too long, but, but to kind of shorten a little bit. Through, through facing those failures, I kind of, I was kind of faced with, should I just find another purpose in life, or you know, try to go against the grain? And for me personally, I decided to go against the grain. Despite all those F's, I actually made it out and I passed after feeling the same class with the same classmates most of the time. And one classmate who was on. Um, a monster. He was actually a person that was getting A's, but <clears throat> his level of what was good was so much higher than like everybody else's. He considered his A's to be F's. I'm looking at this guy like, <laughs> I was like, wow, how much better? Can, what is your definition of something good? Because he was just, he was on the level of the professors that was teaching us. And one thing he had told me that kind of motivated me to do something I never did until like years after I graduated, he told me that like, well, the thing I was talking about that I never did until after I graduated was draw. And um, I never ever was a, uh, here I am contradicting myself. I was gonna say I never was an artist, but one of my high school professors told me that just because you can't draw doesn't mean you're not an artist because there's so many different things to create and be, there's so many different ways to be creative you don't have to be a physical drawer to be considered There's different an forms of See, versions of art. Yeah, yeah, so, a so a musician like, is an artist. It, exactly. So, so, so when, I, when, I started, when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow, so I really am an a artist. A cook can, can be an artist. I can do this. I can yeah, do that. Culinary, that's why it's called culinary arts. 
So, so I was like, wow. They make that one shrimp on that plate look like God made it. Yes. <laughs> the presentation is art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so when I spoke to this friend of mine and my classmate who can draw, he was a monster. He can do all the little Adobe Suite programs. He can do 3D modeling and he can draw all this stuff. And I was like, wow. But I was never able to draw. And I found that in college that if you want to do a lot of graphic design and a lot of... <laughs> creative things that involve like computer editing and stuff like that for like CGI type stuff. A lot of that starts off as concept art, which is drawing. And my drawing was like stick figures and shapes. So I was like, wow, I'm not gonna be able to do this. And what the dude told me was drawing is like a muscle. If you keep doing it over and over and over, yeah, it will improve over time. Which is true. And I was like, Man, I've been drawing since I was in kindergarten. I got the same freaking stick figure with, with shapes. Because you didn't practice it. And then um, some, something happened to me years later after I graduated when I got a retail job. Because I was like, wow, I got this diploma. And then, and then I ended up with a, with a retail no, job. No, a degree. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant, a degree. So, so as far as going after your dreams, I thought that once I get out the degree, I would be able to just instantly... Oh, my God. You get... and, and millions of other <laughs> college grads like myself that has a student loan, and you're not even doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it... I got a, a degree to get a job that wasn't even relevant to what I was, my dreams. So I was like, wow, I did all this... And now I have this job with people that never went to college <laughs> that aren't even working towards a goal. Like they're, they're just, just living in like today. And I'm like, I'm look, I'm looking towards the future I want, and I'm still working towards it on the side. So through struggling with this retail job, I decided, you know what? I remember what my friend said, classmate, whatever. So I was like, you know, let me try drawing. And after like three years, I seen improvement, and I'm actually. I'm not as good as I want to be, but it's like one step closer to that dream I designed. So, which you went through a lot, understanding what, what it takes to kind of like going after your dreams. It's it's a lot of ups and downs. Now, Trev, yeah. like what about you? What challenges have you faced going after your dreams or, or even figuring that stuff out? Oh, what have I faced? Well, let's see. <laughs> when I tried to actually go for what I know what I wanted to do when I first went to college, I went in and before that, I waited so many years to go after I graduated. My brain was complete mush after I decided to go to Nashville. <laughs> I decided to go to college. So when I went into when I went into college, I completely bombed the placement test. Wait, you didn't? Okay, you bombed the placement test. But what did you want to go in there for? I didn't know what I wanted to go in there for. Now I do know what I want to do, so I'm trying to go back. All right, now what is that? I want to do a multimedia artist okay. to make the visual effects for the movies and the games and stuff. Okay. So, basically, well, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> so you went through all that process. Like, like, let I me went ask through you. two years for at NASA not knowing what I want. Well, a year and a half. Cause wait, yeah, two years going to NASA not knowing what I wanted to do. So I was stuck in liberal arts, and I bombed three semesters because my brain was complete mush, and it was early in the morning I would be there, and I didn't really want to be bothered with the math. <laughs> <laughs> so math with my math is like my only handicap. Spelling sucks. Spelling is horrible, but I can actually give you a whole essay on why life is horrible. <laughs> but uh, my 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 essay skills are not that bad. 
And after helping a, helping a friend do some stuff, my writing skills have improved, not spelling-wise to an extent, but actually writing down certain stuff, like I don't write down time and dates and stuff. So I'm like, okay, that could actually add to what I need to actually people do. Don't, people don't know what you're talking about, so to expand what you're saying or make it more straightforward, what, he, what, he, mean, what he means is, even though he wanted to be, be an artist and go into that field of... Um, multimedia arts he had a hard time with creativity so he, he he practiced making his own stories and stuff like that and over time he improved explaining the, the stories he was creating but i, I want to know this trev like what made you want to um get into like multimedia multimedia. Multi, multimedia arts yeah it seemed a lot more interesting than anything else i actually had planned did Which you? was practically almost nothing. I thought about being a doctor, and I was like, nah, that's too complicated. Because I was like, I'm not saving nobody's life. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 from himself, like, yo. Like, and then, you know, I was like, I played games, you know, I was like, some of these graphics or some of these games or some of these effects could be a lot better. Like, like when I see these freaking, like when I see Spider-Man shoot web on the on the building, it could be a lot better than that. I mean, it's good. Or you know, maybe like this chair right here that I'm looking at, it could look visually better. Or maybe the graphics could be better, or maybe just the gameplay in general could be better for a lot of these crappy games, alright? A lot of these TV shows, garbage. Their graphics need improvement. Oh, hey, you just, you just crap on all of them. Like and a lot of these games, I hear everybody's like, oh my god, they look nice, oh my god. When I look at Square Enix, I'm like, yo, I'm looking at the gods of like freaking CG, I'm like, y'all call some of these graphics y'all got for some of these games good? When I play a Square Enix time, I'm like, yo. These graphics are insane. Then I go back to these sad games other than God of War. I go back to some of these sad games with graphics. I'm like, yeah, they could do so much And, and to, to expand upon that, the reason that Square Enix has those graphics you love so much is because if there's a single character rendered model, you have one whole team just on his clothes, one whole team just on his hair, one whole team just on his face and then you have to do that puts it all together and moves it around and then we go to like a lot of the other games you have like a whole team doing all of that combined so it can't look as good when you don't have 400 people working on just this guy's ear <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's impossible to get that same level of quality Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, in my opinion, something that's interesting and something that I actually. But but for pretty much, pretty much, it seems like you're saying you was you was disappointed. <laughs> you was disappointed in the presentation of a lot of these other companies. So a so, lot of them. Besides, so that inspired you to want to elevate. I mainly wanted to do it for for movies, games. That was a second choice. I mean. I don't really care. I mean, I care for the game industry, but not like that. Movies, I'd rather actually do it for because that's where the money's at. It's both, man. Yeah, because I don't feel like having to, having to have some dude, like, I don't feel like being bothered with games. You know why? You know why? I gotta get that little fire particle on that dude's toe correct. You'll do the... No, hold on. The hardest thing to do but, in but just to let you know, Trev... You're gonna, you'll be doing the same thing on a movie as well, yeah, especially yeah, if it's see- more though. That's the yeah. success. It goes it's the same for both. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That I, I, I'm pretty sure if I get what I want, it'll be only successful. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, all right, all right. So, so we, obviously, as you can tell, we are blurs, and that term was didn't exist like a, like a couple of years, no, several years ago, but. If you guys don't know what blurds are, black nerds. 
But see, for me, I've been through so many different jobs. When I was younger, I wanted to make video games. And now that I'm older, I'm as I'm a young adult, I still want to make video games, but it's, it's kind of progressing to a, something a little bit more. Having to go to school, growing up drawing, I was an artist. Everyone knew I was like one of the best artists that's out there, but there was times as I got older, I didn't, I wasn't drawing as consistently and my skills had dwindled, but I still had that talent. I believe it's a God-given talent that God gave me. But the skill level, if I don't practice it, I will lose it. So going through high school, going through college, not getting into what I wanted to do, doing a little bit of something different. I started doing graphic design, start so I could learn how to use Photoshop, Illustrator, all these different things. Seeing how, and I think uh, uh, Arson, he said it before, he thought success was a straight line. As we all know in here, success is um, the road to success is always under construction and they have an actual uh, meme that's online. You guys probably seen it. Success, a straight line. What That's expectation. Actuality is scribble scrabbles. Oh, it is, yes. it is yeah, not... Yeah, the road to success is neither straight nor clear. It is always being constructed because your, your life, life is unexpected anyway. But going through this, going from your dream is not easy, especially when you're working a nine to five. I've had oh, so God. many different jobs. If I if I told you guys how many types of jobs I had, you guys would be like, are you serious? It wasn't Walmart. Well, it was Walmart at one point. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, that's a whole nother. I done <laughs> name dropped like three different jobs. Or well, anyway, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I've gone through a lot as trying to get you know get to my my dreams and at this point i i know that not i'm not just an artist but i'm a creator and i am creating things as well as this podcast this is content i am creating things as well as wanting to develop my own video game even if it's um uh indie game which that is the thing nowadays and creating a graphic novel and having your uh, own platforms to speak about the things that you want to speak about. Because you guys may not know this, but there are a lot of like ex-Facebook or ex-Google or ex-tech people that worked in certain big industries. Even uh, some people that work in BuzzFeed, they couldn't have their own personal social media uh, channels. Like they like in their contracts, they couldn't have a YouTube channel to make their own content. They couldn't do certain have their own shows because they were saw as competition. So for any of you out there that work in the tech industry or work or work in industries where they want to control your creativity, here's the blessing to not getting everything that I wanted like I thought I did. If I was working for a big time company and I was creating video games like I thought I wanted to do for a company, I wouldn't own the content. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be creating the thing that I want to be creating and I, it would be lackluster. I would be dreading uh, doing what I thought I loved and I probably wouldn't even have the love for it still to this day. I don't play as much video games as I used to, but I still have a heart for, for gaming. So he kind of mentioned this whole thing about um, Arson mentioned about uh, being an artist. That's also the grind of of being an artist. Like, you know, he, you know, I'm telling you, man. Like, 
as for someone who started off drawing and that that's me they like they these guys know me as a artist as a illustrator i draw characters arson learning how to draw has your artwork improved drastically so at so the grind as, of an artist what did you find because let me let me say this before you go any further I, I was listening to like a like a short little podcast and like these girls they talk they're like and you can attest to this arson um and trev as well before the the big thing was creating masterpiece like e- square enix was doing this for a long time where they would hold off on certain projects to create a masterpiece which you always want quality but you waited ex- kingdom hearts 3 oh my god we waited over 10 years for that well kingdom hearts 3 i'll get i'll talk to you about that later that's, that's not good. we'll get into that in a minute we'll get into that in a minute but they wanted so much of a masterpiece that you know they waited so long all these other companies even if the content wasn't perfect they released so many so many different stuff so but you don't want to release your stuff back to back to back like such as companies like call of duty for instance their games are just the same thing over and over again. it's like a simulated copy like it's like a reskin of a game <laughs> well That's yeah literally what it is a reskin of a game and it's the same thing over and over okay i will tell you this but you know what it's working you know why <laughs> yes, but not only that. Guess what? It's of course, it's working. Because you know, you know what it is. It's like this: if you if you made a comic and it had the least amount of details in it, but like it had a great story and you was able to produce it at a at a high rate, you will get a lot further along. And this is what the girls were saying: like produce, even if it's the the content is imperfect. If you're able to be consistent and produce content along the way, you'll probably make it further than the Dr. Dre, who for the longest he uh the oh, beats, beats, but there's the the album he had to release, Detox or the the Chronic, I think. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's been waiting for it for over 20 years. He hasn't released it because he's a perfectionist, and that's something that I had to get myself out of. The grind as an artist, being a perfectionist sometimes doesn't get you anywhere because while you're not producing other people are creating arson yeah, some people are just dropping uh, not stepping up but some people like Black Ops like Call of Duty for instance Black Ops 3 they just released a multiplayer and sold it for $60 now I don't know how it sells a multiplayer without a story but that's just uh People, people, people like the competitive nature to it, and you have a lot of people that buy into Call of Duty because there are guys and gals that love guns and they love warfare, and that is their niche. And guess what? You're right. Oh, see, um, zombies. Zombies? Yeah, I, zombies. I like zombies. But at least zombies has a story when I actually do like the Easter egg. When I play Cold, when I play the rest of it, there's no story in Black Ops 3. So it's only multiplayer and battle royale. And both of those are just hard. You know they probably figure how can we make more money with doing less? And you know the sad part is? People only buy Call of Duty for the multiplayer. If you ask almost out of 10, 10 out of like, well, maybe like like two out of maybe like the 10 people will say I play the story mode for Call of Duty. Most people don't do that anymore. They just go pop straight to the multiplayer and sit there and Okay. Play. I guys, I just wanna let you know I am actually running um to my fifty uh they say they only do sixty minutes on this. I sh- I should have did this on the regular recording, so 
this is a part one of episode three, which I didn't think there would ever be a part one and part two. We're going to continue this conversation. Um, but so let me end it off here. Part one of the conversation, the grind as an artist and, you know, going after your dreams. All right, guys. So listen, um, follow us on the next uh, episode. Uh, episode three, part two. We're going to get into the to the other stuff. Hey, guys, follow that. So we'll be back with you. Okay. Um, and if, if, but if you're not going to follow part two, follow me on my social media platforms, the 91 box on YouTube. I will also be posting up, um, multiple shows on that YouTube channel, 91 dreams, unbox me 91 part of the podcast will be on, on that, uh, YouTube channel and 91 draws content will be coming soon for that. And also follow me on Instagram, 91 dreams, follow my 91 dreams apparel on Instagram, find follow 91 draws on Instagram and follow me to the next episode part, you know, episode three, part two. All right, guys, this is Jay and I'll see you guys later.